that, we just wanted to remind everyone that we do release our episodes of the podcast every Tuesday, and you can find us on whatever platform you're listening to. Hello, and welcome to Life, Death, and Cookies. I'm Char Tanner. And I am Oliver Tanner. And today, we are going to be uh, going over part two of our little dive into genetic testing, uh, and more specifically, whether you should get your child uh, tested. Uh, So last week we kind of went over the basics of genetic testing and our children's opinions on their own genetic testing. Uh, So if you missed that episode, uh, please make sure you go back and give it a listen. And then this week we're going over basically the pros and cons of getting your kids tested and what age might be a good age to uh, let them know the results or uh, I mean get them tested at all yeah because I don't know it seems weird to me that you'd find out and then just be like no I'm not going to tell you well like we talked about last week that you may get them tested you know there's newborn screenings oh right 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 okay you don't necessarily do newborn screenings for this but you could you know and if you you know what age you would tell them you know okay I can see in that yeah Okay. Okay. So, uh, I think for today, we're going to start out with, we're going to do a little pro con, uh, comparison of reasons why you would or would not want to get your children tested. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with the cons though, and we're going to end with the pros. Yes. Um, and then we're going to talk about, uh, when you get them tested, if it's positive, then, uh, when do you tell them? First, let's talk about uh, what are some of the reasons why you wouldn't get your children tested? Now, my understanding is this is, you wanted to do this first specifically rather than the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, and why was that? Well, because um, in personal, you know, with my family, they, they focus more on the negatives, the, okay. the cons. And so I want to end with the positive to maybe have some encouragement. (laughs) All right. And and that's for everyone too. And there's some that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get them tested because if there's a thing, you know, if you're sick, then you're gonna wanna find out. But in the case of my family, you don't get sick until later in life. So there is that window. Right. And so this is kind of one of the reasons why people say, well, uh, I don't need to get tested because I'm, if I have it, I'm not even going to get sick until I'm older. Yes. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Well, and yeah, so there's a lot of different reasons, but then we're going to talk about them. Oh, well, let's talk about them. <laughs> okay. Then. Well, the biggest one, and which is a really legitimate one, it comes down to insurance, both life and health insurance. If you get this testing positive, mm-hmm. you can be... I guess the right word would be discriminated against. Well, uh, I mean, a positive test can act as a diagnosis of a problem. Yes. Right? And that's the thing, uh, you know, then you get into the realm of pre-existing conditions, right? Because as you have been diagnosed, now you have a condition. And so anything after that, it is a pre-existing condition. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's some people like even the health, like 23 and me stuff, people are like, Oh, you know, if you get that predisposition, that's not the same thing, but people are like, Oh yeah, never let your 
doctors know or your insurance know about that thing. Right. And you can get around this if you pay for it out of pocket rather than having your insurance. You, If you go and pay for it out of pocket, you can keep those results to yourself. Pay for the test out yes. of pocket. Yes, okay. pay for the test. I'm out. trying to define the it. Sorry, okay. yes. If you pay for the test out of pocket, then you can most likely keep those results from your insurance. Okay. The the question of honesty in that is another question. Yeah, we're not... you, you can uh, wrestle with your own conscience. <laughs> That's your issue to deal with. So supposedly when I was looking up this online, there is a, some, something against discrimination for health insurance, but for life insurance, there really is no protection if you... Um, want to get life insurance, I would get tested, or I would get life insurance first before you get tested, if right. you, especially if you feel like it's going to be positive. You know, I don't know uh, if there are any indicators, uh, you know, say you have a genetic mutation that runs in your family. Uh, I don't know if there are any indicators in your family that maybe visual cues that you can look at people in the family and go, yep, they've probably got it. Uh, yeah, they've probably got the genetic mutation. You know, and all you need is the uh, scientific verification. Uh, but, you know, if there are people who visually, you can pretty much tell that they've got it, which is actually exactly the case in your family. This mutation carries some really interesting other effects uh, that create this striking similarity of appearance from one generation to another of all the people who have it. That if there are uh, visual cues in your own family, um, maybe you can kind of take that as a clue. So if you can look and say, you know what, I'm pretty darn sure that I've got this thing already. Maybe you can start planning for life insurance before you get your test. Yeah. And that's actually what we did with you. Yeah. Right? I knew how you looked. I knew what everybody else uh, looked like. I actually had this figured out that it was a genetic mutation like before we got married. Mm -hmm. uh, long before anybody was tested, I noticed it and I said, you know what, this is clearly a genetic mutation. It's clearly being passed down one generation to the next. And so we made, to get, we made sure to get life insurance for you first and then get tested after, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, you know, if you have that ability, then, you know, and it is, right now we're talking about kids, okay? Look into getting life insurance for your kids. If you get life insurance when your kids are younger, uh, isn't it cheaper the earlier you get There's it? There's a lot of intricacies about life insurance, different kinds of life insurance, and so I wouldn't advise, I right. would like I, to. I, I don't, all right, so look, don't take any of what I'm saying as financial advice or what you should buy or anything, but I don't know what your options are. Look into them is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So look into what options there are for life insurance for your kids, uh, planning ahead um, if you're really worried about that, or if you're going to say, you know what, um, we're just going to deal with things as they come, then, yeah, go ahead and get your kids tested. Now, for us, we kind of, we weighed all of these different possibilities when we made our decision, and we decided that uh, there was greater benefit 
to knowing ahead of time, number one, and number two, uh, when we got our kids tested, we also kind of dedicated ourselves to doing everything that we could to make up that gap for our kids, right? And to try and create a future uh, so that even if life insurance costs more or whatever, we would provide as much of that help as we could uh, on into the future. And one thing I want to say about life insurance, you should look at your policy if you have one, because after we got Olivia and Dominic tested, I got a notification. I don't know if it's something they added on or if I just didn't know for my life insurance, but my kids are covered just a small amount um, as part of my life insurance policy. And then they are able to get a bigger life insurance policy when they get to the age um, without having a health screening. Okay. Um, so that's something just, you know, we'll probably talk about that more when we do a life insurance episode. So let's move on to the next one. Sure. Um, so the other thing why you may not get tested is not everyone's eligible. Right. You know, like we talked about in the last episode, you could go get tested for everything and everything and everything, and it's going to cost a lot of money. But right. Insurance is not going to cover it unless there's a reason for it. And even if there is a reason, sometimes you have to fight for it. So, uh, you know, we had to get help from the genetic counselor to get our kids tested. And um, so you have to, you you know, for us, you actually have to be sick, you know, or you have to have someone else that have already had genetic testing usually you're not going to be like i'm a healthy person everyone's healthy in my family let's go get genetic tested it just doesn't work that way right well i mean if everybody were to do that i mean these tests aren't things that you ship off in the mail and get the results the next morning yeah you know that it's a bit of an involved process and if everybody were to go and say hey i want my whole genome yeah tested you'd overwhelm whatever system there is and uh, it would just slow down everything for everyone. And that's why, you know, the only person who got the whole thing tested was your mom and everybody else, they just test for that one specific thing so that the workflow doesn't get backed up. Yeah. Right. And it keeps it cheaper for you. Your mom was only able to do that because she was clearly very, very sick. Yeah. Right. And then you guys, because you're connected. So not everybody's eligible. Okay. Um, And then, uh, well, I want to say something about that. My mom actually didn't get tested until after she had her heart transplant. So she was actually doing better. But we'll talk about in the pros. Well, (laughs) she was doing better in the sense that she didn't, she wasn't suffering from the effects of her heart failing, her original heart failing. But after you get a heart transplant, you're still fighting for your life every day. Yes, but in a different way. <laughs> you are. It is in a different way, but it's still no less potent. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll talk about that a little bit more in the pros section. Um, but the next one is probably a, a big one for a lot of people is the results can be take a toll on you emotionally, heavily, heavily, heavily emotionally. It's okay. It can be, it can be a very heavy emotional toll. Yes. Is that what you're trying to yes. say? Okay. You know, there can be um, depression, anxiety, you know, a myriad different reactions. But 
I don't know, like we talked about last week in our kids' reactions to getting tested, they feel like they're, you know, they're better equipped knowing rather than getting to the point where you're getting sick and you're like, why am I sick? Right, right. But, you know, here's the thing. Okay, so the depression, the anxiety, the emotional toll, is that uh, the way I look at that, whatever emotional toll is going to happen, it's going to happen at some point anyway. Yes. Because at some point, you're, it's gonna, you're either going to get tested or you're just going to get really sick. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Either way, you're going to have a moment where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And you're going to have to deal with that. Well, and so it seems to me like, so that I believe, and kind of what I've seen through our family's experience, that realization is something that I think people can work through. You know, those emotional impacts are things that can be worked through. They're things that can be dealt with. Look, the way that uh, it, it seems like everybody has been talking over the past several years, it's like depression is this thing that it's like, oh my gosh, uh, depression is the end of the world and avoid it at all costs and whatever else. Guys, things happen in life that make you depressed and it's okay. Mm -hmm. doesn't make you a defective person, doesn't make you a horrible person, doesn't make you wrong. Uh, for feeling depressed. There are some things where if you don't feel a little bit depressed, I'd be more worried about you than if you were a little depressed. Yeah. Um, like finding out that you're going to die early. If you don't feel depressed at all, then I don't know, you might be a sociopath, um, which is a little bit more troubling <laughs> in my mind. I don't know. So the depression, the anxiety, those kinds of reactions, I don't think are things to try to avoid because you fear them. Because if you just put them off and put them off, put them off, they're going to come one way or another. The way that I look at it is if you avoid testing because, oh no, it might, you know, might bring depression, might bring these negative emotional uh, reactions. All you're doing yourself is giving yourself less time to deal with them. Yeah. So do you want to finish up your life depressed and down? Or do you want to finish up your life with your head on your shoulders, looking straight ahead and knowing where you're going and what you're doing with a full understanding of what's happening and, you know, still feeling like uh, you've lived your full life because you've processed all of this stuff ahead of time. And so I think, you know, Look, I realize I'm biased in my view on this thing, okay? But I think it is better to get those tests early, deal with those emotional impacts early, uh, work through the depression, work through the anxiety. Because on the other side of that is acceptance and is, I think, a better way of living life and the ability to live a fuller life Really, I think that a lot of the point of this whole podcast is working through the emotional shock mm -hmm. of something like this. Yeah. Right? So another thing that would be a con is, you know, losing hope for the future or having a victim mentality. So this is one that 
actually has made me question at times whether we should have gotten the kids tested because there's things that they'll say they're like oh well I don't need to worry about that because I'm just gonna die anyway you know um and I you know that makes me uh and we can have the conversation about that oh well it's still important but you know um you know, it, it's a thing, you know, you don't want to be, and you don't want to go around being like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that because uh, I have this thing. Right. That victim and like. Well, feeling like uh, like life is hopeless. Is that kind of what you're yeah, getting at? Either hopeless or. Or pointless. Yeah. Or, um, or woe is me. Or that there's things in life that you can't do because you know you're going to die, or is that kind of what you're? Yeah, looking just at? yeah, because getting that um, negative in any way, like oh, I'm not going to go and pursue, like I won't go pursue this career or something because um, it takes too long right. or whatever. Right. You know. Right, and that's. You know, and yeah, I think that that is a, an important thing to look at. Um, I don't remember the specifics of the story. I heard a story recently somewhere. Sorry, guys. This is really vague. Uh, of uh, some somebody who was, I think he was a, a cellist, masterful cellist, somebody who did concerts and played amazing uh, stuff when he was younger. And then as he got older, as happens when you get older, he kind of slowed down. His abilities deteriorated. He couldn't play like he did when he was younger. And he, I think he put on a concert uh, when he was older. And I think afterwards some people might, you know, it was still a really good concert, but there might've been comments afterwards about how much he had deteriorated. Anyway, point was, somebody asked him, you know, you're old, you've already accomplished all this stuff in this field, you're already an accomplished cellist, why are you continuing to practice? Why are you continuing to try to do concerts? Why are you continuing to push yourself, you know, when clearly you're old, clearly you're deteriorating, why not just relax and enjoy your time? And his answer was basically, um, well, because I think I'm improving and I think I can get better. It didn't matter that his time was, time on earth was clearly running out. It didn't matter that he was getting old. It didn't matter that he was deteriorating, any of that. The point was that it, he wasn't doing it for any accolades of the world. He was doing it for his own personal development, for his own personal accomplishment, because he felt like he could be better than he was before. And it didn't really matter. How much time you have left does not really have anything to do with how much you can improve on any particular thing or how much you can accomplish, right? If, say, uh, Joseph uh, decides... Um, Joseph is our youngest, by the way. He has the lambda gene as well. Joseph can expect to live till probably his early to mid 40s, unless he gets a heart transplant, and then maybe he'll live a little longer. Okay, but 
Now, let's say uh, if Joseph decided, hey, you know what? Um, I think that I want to be, uh, I don't know, what's, a, what's something that takes a lot of schooling? I want to be a neurosurgeon. So then Joseph is going to enter his 20s, and he's going to work all through his 20s uh, just getting through school to become a neurosurgeon. Um, he's going to work through uh, probably a good chunk of his 30s into getting residency and all of his other training. I don't know the path to becoming a neurosurgeon. I just know it takes a long time and there's a lot of stuff involved in it, right? The point is it's going to be a long time. And then by the time he finally gets to be a neurosurgeon, he's going to have, what, maybe a few years before he's on the decline and he's going to die. Okay, and so uh, if we're looking at this as a mathematical equation, we might look at that and go, ah, well, you know what? That sounds like a really poor path. You shouldn't do it. But this isn't math, right? If, if that's the thing that Joseph really feels like he needs to accomplish, it's not really about the math equation. In some ways, it is about personal accomplishment. You know, don't hold back from things because you have less time. And that's where we get into that victim mentality. See, I told you I was going to bring it back around, right? So uh, the victim, having the thing should not keep you from becoming what you need to become. But knowing might also affect the things that you choose Mm -hmm. to try to accomplish. Because, you know, let's go back to the same scenario. So Joseph works uh, he goes to school for years and years and years. He finally gets to work. Okay, fantastic. He's a neurosurgeon. Wonderful. And then he dies in his early 40s. He was able to be a neurosurgeon for a little while. Okay, the question is, the, and this is kind of the other thing to consider is, where's his family left? So say Joseph, somewhere along the way, gets married, has some children. If he's only able to practice in his job, for a few years, and then he's gone, where does that leave his family? And so this is kind of one of the things that we've talked about with our kids with, you know, planning for the future and whatnot. And this is another thing for you to consider when thinking about, should I get my kids tested? And this is one of the reasons why I say, yes, you should. Because I don't want my uh, children to be putting their grand, to be putting my grandchildren, their children into a position of, oh crap. Now what? Right? I want them to be able to make wise decisions knowing there's a train coming. It's going to hit me. And I know roughly about when it's going to hit me. So let's try and get everything we can completed before that time comes. No victim mentality. Um, That is a a big uh, con you know, the victim mentality, but, and I know we're supposed to get to pros later, but I'm going to counter it with, uh, you know, if you, if you are seeing that victim mentality, you just got to switch it around to an accomplishment mentality. And what am I going to do mentality? Uh, rather than being depressed about dying, focus on living. Well, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. The other thing about a victim mentality, and I saw this when I was, um, when I had my molar pregnancy and I was in support group, everything was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like you, you sit and wallow in the, 
right in the negative of it and and I and I got to the point I can't I can't stay here I need to go on and move on with my life so you know that's the thing I don't think any of our kids are like that but it's more of the first thing where it's like oh should I even worry about that because I'm gonna die but that's a that's a thing where you could sit and wallow in it and not accomplish anything and just you know be miserable yeah. Um, so yeah. You, that's something you're going to have to figure out a way to turn that around. The last thing is um, for the cons that I've thought of, unless you've thought of anything else, probably not because you're pretty much in the pros section. I am. <laughs> um, is for adults more. Um, but I do want to mention is like, I'm already old um, and I don't care if I die or I haven't had any problems, but you're in a family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that getting tested is so important, even if you're old and about, you know, getting close to dying anyway, you haven't really had any problems because it goes back to what we talked about last week, the science and the proof of it. I don't blame my brother at all, but like, I, it's just an example. They only count him as having suspected having right. the lamina gene. Right. You know, and saying, you know... Because doc, I think I said this last week, I know I've said it before, doctors and scientists are only going to respect scientific data and results of tests. They're not going to respect any kind of common sense or any kind of obvious, well, clearly, he has all the same symptoms and he died in the same way... You, Everything can line up, and they're not going to count it official unless it's an actual scientific test. But, like, you know, if you get old, too, and, like, it helps future generations to get tested, whether you're positive or negative. Right. Because it'll help your children to be able to take that. If you do test positive, you have no symptoms or anything, you know. Right. You can, your, children, your child can take that and get tested and be, be able to... Um, and maybe learn something. Oh, right. You know, and you know, and we keep talking about your uh, the mutation in your family, right? Where there are a lot of things that are pretty clear. You know, with people who have it, don't have it, blah blah blah. Um, there are a lot of other genetic mutations uh, that all act in different ways. If if there's one person in your family have everybody get tested Mm -hmm. when you're talking about getting tested get everybody tested even if you're pretty sure that somebody doesn't have it the negative test will help the more positives and negatives that you have the better you're going to be able to uh, determine and nail down what are the parameters of this mutation what are the effects how does it affect people and you know maybe you're gonna you know look and see oh well you know uh, my grandmother had liver problems and you know jimmy over there has liver problems right and it might even lead to discovery of another genetic mutation because maybe the genetic mutation that you have has nothing to do with liver problems maybe there's another genetic mutation in fact uh so i drive uber last night my last not, uh, ride of the night was uh, Two couples, I say, hey, how's it going? How, how are you guys doing today? You know, blah, 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 small talk stuff. And they said, yeah, not good. Uh, and they're talking about how they had been at a funeral all day. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, it was the sister of 
one of the gentlemen who I was giving a ride to uh, had passed away. Mm-hmm. It was very clear that they were all really feeling it still. And we kind of talked a little bit about all this kind of stuff on the course of our ride home. I, I didn't necessarily push it. It just kind of came up naturally. But, you know, we talked about it. And one of the girls was talking about how they have a heart-related genetic mutation that it looks like is running in their family. And actually, I believe, if I recall correctly, she said that there were actually two genetic mutations that have been found to run in their family. So, I mean, you know, just be aware that life can kick you in the face, you know. And life can really suck uh, a lot of times. And... You just got to, you need to know the parameters of what you're looking at so that you can figure out what you are dealing with and if there are other things to deal with. And that's kind of my point. Sorry, I know I rambled a little bit there, but um, everybody, whether you've got it, whether you don't have it, whether you think you have it, whether you think you don't have it, everybody needs to get tested who uh, is justified for testing. Yeah, because it can, we can learn from the people that maybe test positive and aren't having problems or, you know, then we go on to the pros of getting tested. Then you get that also can have that peace of mind as well. If you were to test negative, right. you get your own peace of mind and your children, they'd be like, okay, I don't have the genetic mutation. So we're switching over to pros, yes. right? We just yes. like slipped in there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, some of the, so the pros, possible peace of mind, Another one, because I think we are kind of running low on time, it can help to know who else needs to be tested. Which we've covered that. Future basically. generations or doesn't need to be tested. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we just barely said get everybody tested. So, Well, if, if it's so all of my siblings. Oh, right, right, right. So, so your siblings who tested negative, their kids actually don't need to be yes. tested. Okay, I gotcha. And all my siblings I, I understand have what been you're tested. I'm, I'm I all my siblings have been tested so that's good yeah (laughs) planning for the future which we've covered pretty extensively and we will continue to cover (laughs) more extensively Um, it's kind of one might even say it is a main theme of the podcast yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know so another one is taking uh, control of your health so once you if you have it then you can have more uh, you know, start learning what you can do to help, what right. you, what's not going to help. Know, and, know what your limitations are Yeah. and then make the most within your limitations. And then also moving forward with possible treatment or holding off of symptoms. So you could, um, you know, there's some medications that, you know, I'm on medications that help with some symptoms. Of course, it doesn't right. treat anything. It just, Right, and but this is all basically comfort. Uh, this is all quality of life stuff, yeah. right? And again, I, I just feel like I got to harp on this every single time. Quality of life is not preservation of life, number one. Number two, medications designed to improve quality of life are not there to cure you. Some things there's no cure for. Mm-hmm. Things connected to your genes, most likely not a cure for. We recently had somebody say to us, we were talking about our oldest son and how, you know, he's got uh, this genetic mutation and, you know, kind of his whole 
he's gonna die in his early to mid 40s unless he gets a heart transplant and he was like well you never know what kind of medical advancements i'll make in the future and you never know and that's the thing is actually we do know because we know how this thing works this isn't a sickness it's not an illness right and this is one of the things that's frustrating with dealing trying to explain especially genetically connected things to people when your body says hey you know what i'm gonna go and uh, build myself this way and that way happens to be defective most more often than not there's not a pill that's going to change that well right? i will say um i don't know and it depends on the thing in in our case though um i mean you're talking about a protein that is not produced in heart cells can't be replaced through ingestion uh the only way to change it would be to change your dna so when you figure out how to change a person's dna then we'll talk well so i will say there there have been some webinars about like stem cell stuff for um our heart stuff and i don't know enough about it to talk about it but there there may be things but i think that they're a long long way off and will be very costly yes i'm not getting my hopes up and yeah whatever your genetic mutation is uh read up on it study i have studied this thing pretty extensively i don't know everything like i've already said i'm not a doctor so one other thing that i haven't i didn't list on here but it is a valuable thing you know they told us that either our kids needed to be tested or they needed to be seeing the doctor every two years to get right diagnostic testing type things so now because the kids are tested lindy doesn't have to do any of that anymore she right. doesn't have to be followed so that's that would be a positive if you get a negative result then you don't have to be followed anymore unless of right. course you're sick already anyway and you like you know because that happens too you're having heart problems and they decide to get you genetically tested but um so yeah that was just the last thing you can it, it's a thing where you can stop worrying about it and not have to be tracked anymore okay so then let's talk about uh when you do get your kids tested if it is positive then when should you tell them yeah so i think it this is i think this really only goes into effect if your kids are young when you get them tested you okay. know i think joseph might have he got tested when he was nine i guess you could have gotten him tested without telling them what it's for just right, a blood but, test. but this is also connected to i mean we're focused on we're focusing in the moment on when do you tell them but it also is just when do you get them tested yeah so you know it's i think it's going to be very depending on what it is like i said my heart failure doctor she suggested to do it at least by puberty time but that's a different opinion too but i think that the main you know as far as when getting tested really is dependent on what you know is is the person sick or is it um, right it, it we're talking about children here so you know none of our kids were sick um, right so it's just a matter of 
what what the G, what the issue is you're testing for. But I think the main thing, and and both Olivia and Dominic talked about this when I asked them, that communication is so important. You know, communication we, in what sense? What do you mean with the child? So like ahead okay, of. Okay, but what are what is it that you're communicating? So I think. You know, we were already talking about the genetic stuff a lot in our family. Right. I had already been tested. You know, it, it was a conversation we were already ha- having. It might be a little bit difficult to say, hey, 10-year-old, we're going to go get you tested for this thing that you might, you know, when you've never talked about it before. Right. So you maybe want to be talking about it. Bef- maybe make this like a thing that you guys talk about in your family? Yeah. Like a regular part of your lives? Yeah. Talking to children about mortality and what to expect. Whether, I mean, it may be a good thing. Whether death is, you know, I mean, parents, people die unexpectedly all the time. So I think, you know, and that's the thing that we talked about. The goal for, one of the goals for this channel is to be, talking about death more be more right. comfortable with it we'll have a more positive overview of death itself healthy and, respect for it well healthy respect for it but a more positive view of death i think uh leads to a more positive view in life right and i think that that's what we're shooting for yeah. is having a more positive view of life you know not being dragged down by death uh, the fact that you're going to die, whatever uh, it is. So anyway, that's kind of the overall uh, goal of the channel again. But going back, when you get them tested, if it's positive, uh, when you tell them, or when do you get them tested, I think that it depends on the child, but it also depends on the parents. And what I mean by that is, what do you plan on doing with that information? Are are you planning on just telling your kids and going, well, you know what, you've got this thing and I don't know how to deal with it, so, I mean, yeah, that sucks. I don't know. Good luck. Or uh, are you going to uh, get depressed with them about it and be depressive and have a negative outlook uh, with them? Or are you going to say, okay, well, you know what? We have this thing, so let's look forward to uh, what we can do mm-hmm. uh, within these limitations um, that we have that I would not wish on you, you wouldn't wish on you, neither of us really like, but they exist regardless of how much any of us likes it. So, uh, so the question really, I think, is what are you going to do with the information? Yeah. Okay, and if you can figure out what you're going to do with the information, I think that that will inform you on when you tell them. Yeah. Right? If you're going to say, because I think that the earlier you can, if you want to use this for life planning, the earlier you can start planning, the better. Right? And that does not mean parents planning out your children's whole life. Well, when you get older, you're going to be... An accountant. Yeah. And I'm going to send you to college and pay for it so you can be an accountant. You know, or whatever the heck it is. Okay? I don't really care what it is. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about planning out a life with your children. Going through, you know, uh, like with our kids, we've said, 
okay, you need to have a plan to not be screwing around the whole time in your 20s, like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. A lot of people spend their 20s just screwing off, okay? So we've talked with our kids and said, you know what? Maybe you might want to get serious a little bit sooner. Maybe you might not want to take that time partying in your 20s. Maybe you might want to start thinking about some things a little bit earlier, okay? And maybe that seems uh, unfair or whatever. But you know what? Dying in your early 40s is also unfair. Yeah. And there's nothing that I'm going to do about it. So how about we just learn how to deal with it, yeah. right? And that's really kind of what this is all about. And this is uh, all the approach that you're going to take with your children, okay? What are you going to do with the information? Mm -hmm. You have to decide that. And once you figure that out, I think that you will be able to figure out what is the right time to tell your children your children specifically because every child and every family is different yeah i think that that really is the key is you need to be ready and, and it's okay it doesn't mean you have to be ready to not cry when you tell them it's okay to show emotion and mm -hmm. to be sad and i think that that's good to actually be real but have a plan okay how are we going to be um optimistic in this thing right. and how we're going to move. I mean, basically everything you just said. So Well, and it's what we were talking about earlier with the emotional reactions. Look, it's okay to have the emotional reactions. It's okay to get depressed when you get a positive test result. It's okay to go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Okay. It's okay for everybody involved to get depressed. You don't want to die early. I don't want you to die early. I don't want to live to be an old man without you. I don't want to bury three of my children. But, you know, we can either wallow in despair and be depressed about it, or we can say, this is a thing I can't change, and let's try and uh, change all the things that we can change. And that's, it's okay to have the reactions, but you don't want to live there. Well, and another thing I want to say is, uh, off of something you said was, you know, you don't want to screw around in your 20s. That doesn't mean you can't have fun. It means that you make the most of the fun right, you have. Right, right. I mean, I am firmly against fun of all types. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no fun. No one believes you. No, everybody believes me. <laughs> Look at my face. Especially you listening on the radio. <laughs> or podcast, or what, whatever you're, the heck you're listening on. So, I think, did we answer that question of when you should get tested? If you, If we didn't then um ask us yeah yeah let no. us know let us know so yeah that's i think we've pretty much wrapped up uh all of our stuff for today so mm -hmm. uh you know as always what areas did we not cover well enough what areas do you feel like you want to hear us go into uh more on go to our facebook page put down some comments ask us some questions uh, post on there. Uh, you could, I think you can post on our page. Yeah. Uh, you can ask questions on our posts. Whatever way, interact. Let us know you can your even send thoughts. Send a message if you don't want it to be public. Yeah, send us a message. Uh, let us know your questions. Areas where you um, disagree with us. Whatever it is, uh, you know, let us know. Ask us some questions. We want to have a conversation that goes. Uh, on and we want as much interaction with that 
as we can get so that we can actually make this a conversation and so that we can talk about topics and address questions that are important yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. Not just the stuff that we are uh, concerned with. I think another thing that we'd be open to, we talk a lot about the lamina mutation. Yeah. Right? Because that's the one that we have experience with. Yes. It makes sense. If there's somebody else who would like to talk about a different mutation, you can let us know what the mutation is and we can research it and talk about it. Or uh, if there's an expert who would like to come and talk about it, we're happy to host uh, experts. Uh, we're always looking for somebody else to have as a great guest on here to mm -hmm. help people out. If you know a geneticist who would like to go and tell the world all about whatever, or, you know, if it's some other kind of terminal thing like cancer. I gave a ride to somebody else this week who was telling me about how he moved to uh, Denver, lived in Denver for a few years. I said, oh, well, I used to live in Wyoming. We talked about it a little while. And then he talked about how he moved to Denver because uh, one of his best friends from growing up got cancer and she died. Mm -hmm. And he moved to Denver to spend uh, her last couple of years with her. And so, uh, you know, the conversation got a little somber, got kind of real. And, you know, and I told him, well, I'm glad that you got the chance to go spend some time with your friend before she died. And he was like, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Um, anyway, so, you know, cancer, any kind of terminal diagnosis, if, you, if there's somebody you know that has a story, that has something that they feel like needs to be said, we'd love to have uh, those stories yeah. here. And we'd love to dive into this stuff and see how other people deal with uh, the loss of loved ones and with their own terminal diagnoses with other people's terminal diagnoses, right? Uh, we don't want to necessarily make this all about ourselves. Yeah. So please uh, do interact on our page. Help us to make this thing uh, better than it is. Uh, I think we're doing okay uh, so far, but I think that we could uh, do better. We ask you, humbly, please, for your help in making this podcast as good and as valuable as it can possibly be. That, so that's our challenge for this week. So let's move on to having some cookies. Okay, so this week... Uh, we decided to go with a cookie that we bought. We have some macarons. We just went to Hy-Vee and bought some macarons. The Hy-Vee Bakery is actually surprisingly a decent, pretty decent, yeah. uh, especially for grocery store bakeries. Mm -hmm. Not bad at all. So these are coconut cream macarons, and uh, I know it's. I want to give it a try. That's a nice coconut flavor. Yeah, it's not overbearing. It's really, I mean, the cookie itself is very light, very delicate. The cream is soft and pillowy uh, as it should be. And uh, the coconut flavor is just as light as the cookie is. Mm -hmm. It's really good. So, so good job, Hy-Vee. <laughs> I mean, kudos to you. These are, these are really good. Hopefully in the future we'll have some homemade ones, but as anyone who's tried to make macaroons before, they're um, kind of a 
tricky cookie to do. Those were really good. If you're looking for a good macaron and you have a Hy-Vee in your area, pretty legit. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that that pretty much does it for this week. Thank you for joining us here on Life, Death, and Cookies. So let's sign off as we do with our motto, Memento Mori Usquergo Vivere. Which is, remember, you will die. Until then, live.